T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Onstead, Bears head coach for six years. The Bears. The Bears. Super Bowl champion. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah. Great mustache. Some say it's a symptom of manliness. Others a cause. The mustache. Wani, hanging out with Molly and Hawk. Open up the door. It's Dave. Who? Dave. D-A-V-E. Dustin, I, we're not going to waste airtime on that, okay? Thank you. Next question. <laughs> thank you. Next question. Thank you Next very question. Much. Dave Wanstead. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. It's always a delight to talk to Coach Wanstead. He joins us now on the Signature Bank Score Hotline, Signature Bank making commercial banking personal. Dave, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, fellas. Absolutely. Yes, um, all good. Uh, down here in Florida, just kind of checking on the house for a couple days, but uh, I'll be back uh, in town next week and looking forward to uh, being live with you guys Great. right up, up through the Super Bowl. So much we want to ask, Dave. Let's start with the Cowboys because of your insight into that organization. They, they look great. Dak Prescott looked in command. They did things on both sides of the ball that make them look legitimate as a NFC title contender. Their kicker missed four extra points. Would you cut him? Wow. You know what? I probably would not cut him. Uh, I I would – boy, he's been good all year. He hasn't missed, you know. Now, I would have to sit down with the kid, talk to him. Uh, I probably would not cut him. I mean, I think at this point um, – I wouldn't do that. I, I, I wouldn't do that. I, I would probably see. And now, if we went out there this week in practice and two days in a row, uh, he was shanking them right and left, and then I would cut him, definitely, and bring somebody else in. But if we went out there this week in practice and he got back to his consistent self, I would say, okay, let's move on. What was the reason? You know, try to talk him through it. You know, the one thing about those kickers, though, if they do lose confidence, it's kind of like a golfer. Uh, you know, it's tough to get it back. The way you get your confidence back is in practice. So I think the, these two days of practice will be a real key in 
finalizing whether I keep him or not, to be honest with you. Would uh, would Jimmy, Dave, have cut him after the third or the fourth miss? <laughs> Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy may have told him what he told Kerr and Richards. You know what? <laughs> You just had your last kick for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's a temptation. I guess that that's why I was surprised. I really was surprised, Dave, that so many players were publicly supporting him afterward, and Jerry Jones, of all people, publicly supported him afterward. He he's been good all year, and now they, every team has a short list, so you know they have a couple guys that they could sign tonight. That wouldn't be a problem. And those kickers, it's not like they have to spend two weeks of learning an offense or defense. So I, I, it, it would be critical that uh, that we get out there and practice and he gets his confidence back. I mean, that's how a golfer gets it back, or any athlete. You get your confidence in practice. You don't get it in the game or in live competition. So it, it's that's a tough one. I mean, if he gets out there and practice, as I said, and I'll shut up here, and he's a basket case and he's missing them, you got to get somebody else. Dave, uh, obviously today is uh, introduction day for Kevin Warren as the Bears president, and we'll hear from him at noon and we'll carry it live on the score. Um, it, it's interesting because I think, um, you know, we've been speculating on what he will say and, and how, you know, what his message will be. Is it obvious to you that um, – that you should just kind of go along with uh, with the program, talk about the future. I mean, he's he's not going to deal with football stuff happening right now, but I'm sure he's going to talk about the future of the organization, his role in it, et cetera. Yeah, I, I would expect him not – I would expect him to have total support and be excited about working with uh, Ryan Poles and working with – Matt Eberflus, and the great tradition of the Bears. The same thing that everybody says, which is all facts, you know, one of the best football cities in the history of our franchise, and on and on, and there's a lot of opportunities. Just what you said, Molly, and with the new stadium on the horizon, uh, it's an exciting time to be part of this organization. I would be shocked if he got into any specifics uh what he's going to do. Now, they're going to ask him. And, and the one thing that I'm real curious about, maybe you guys already have this answer. D does Ryan Poles report to him? Uh, how is that structure there? You know, is who's reporting to who? And, you know, I do know this, you know, from my experience with the Bears, with Ted Phillips, that Ted really was never, I've never felt like I was, working for Ted when he was the president. Uh, but uh, Ted had as much influence with Michael McCaskey and all them in Virginia as anybody in the organization. So I think that I think that he's going to be a big sounding board for George, but I don't think he'll be a decision making maker whether, boy, we're not drafting well or we're not running the offense that I like. I, I, I would be shocked if he's involved in that stuff. Dave, it's been reported, I think Dan Wiederer, uh, as well as others, have pointed out that Ryan Poles will report to Kevin Warren, and I don't think George will be in the same role he is now. That will be a subtle change. I'm curious to, to know, just so like everybody else, how much clarity we'll get on that specific thing today, if at all. But I also think it might not be fair to to, to look too much into that today because – 
Kevin Warren doesn't really know what it's going to be like to oversee Ryan Poles or to work with Ryan Poles or how much he's going to have to watch every move or consult with him on everything because how do you know somebody if you've never worked with them on a regular basis? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I really, now the, the positive about Kevin is he is an athlete. He's not one of these guys that was hired to be president that was a CEO of a financial company, okay? The guy was an athlete in high school and college. So he gets the, by that, I mean, he understands what coaches go through. He understands, I hope, you know, what a player's different, making players uh, what involved there. He's got a good feel for the salary cap being at Minnesota when they signed Kirk Cousins at that time to the largest contract of any quarterback. I'll tell you guys what I'm going to do. I'm going to text Dustin uh, Rick Spielman's cell number and you guys need yeah. to get you, you need to get Rick on there with you. I talked to Rick last week. I do. He's on the 33rd team with me. Right. Uh, so because uh, Rick would be a great one to talk to because he worked with Kevin for uh, X amount of years at Minnesota. Dave, um, Greg Sankey, the uh, SEC commissioner, took a a very a very big shot at Kevin Warren, and and it was veiled only slightly. Um, he did a. Uh, uh, a, a news conference and he on, on Saturday, and he said, and I'm quoting, we need leaders today in college football and college sports, not leaders who make us stop to build a resume and go on to something else, but those who understand the problems ahead are real and demand our attention. Yeah, that's, uh, boy, I, I, I don't get that. I mean, you know, you, you don't know what's going on with Kevin. I mean, he's in Chicago with his personal life. Uh, you know, maybe he didn't like the 14 calls every week from presidents and 14 calls from athletic directors. And, and this kind of a little bit better quality of life for him and his family. And, and, and they don't have to move and stay in Chicago. And he's got, he's got a real comfort zone with dealing with stadiums, you know, because he went through it at Minnesota. So I think that's a pretty harsh comment, to be quite honest with you. Uh, you know, without knowing the specifics of, of why Kevin made this change. It sounds like one commissioner is unhappy about another commissioner expanding his league to include UCLA and USC. That's what uh, it sounds like. Uh, that's ex- I think you guys are right <laughs> on point. You know, why they keep making the Big Ten stronger and stronger. And, and Kevin, uh, yeah, that is part of his resume. I mean, that's a very, very strong part of Kevin Warren's resume that he had two teams in the college football playoff, and he added two teams that are as good at athletic departments as there are in the entire country, not just football, but USC and UCLA. All right, Dave, we're going to uh, take a minute. We'll come back. We can talk some more about the playoffs. There's like another story with Jim Harbaugh apparently returning again, flirting and then returning. We'll have to ask you about that too. It's Mully and Haw. We've got Coach Wanstead on Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to the score. Dave Wanstead hanging out with Molly and Hawn. Molly and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to the score. We're talking to Coach Wanstead on the Signature Bank Score Hotline. Signature Bank making commercial banking personal. And Dave, we were talking about uh about Jim Harbaugh as we went to break, there was uh, apparently a, uh, a final decision made after talking about a couple of jobs and being 
you know, wanted for another, he has decided that he's returning to Michigan. He loves his job. I got to be honest with you. If I were a Michigan fan, and I'm not against Michigan, <laughs> but I, that would drive me crazy that, yes. that he's flirting with the NFL year in and year out and then coming back. Got to be well, a problem. And I think what happened a year ago, let's think of, let's go back there. You know, he was interviewing the night before signing date with the Minnesota Vikings and Minnesota, I'm sorry, Michigan let him do basically what he wanted to do. I will bet that Michigan was a little bit more aggressive with him this year. You know, I mean that, you know, you, you saw the quote from the president. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember seeing anything from the president last year. I'm sure he had a quote. But I would be willing to bet, just what you're saying, Molly, that some alums, that some internal people, that they basically called Jim and said, hey, Jim, you know, this is, we're not going to go through what we went through last year. Let us know now. We got to go get coach. So uh, they were prepared this year. I can tell you without getting into details that they were already getting a short list of coaches that would be possible uh, replacements for him if he left. I can tell you that for a fact. That's wow. great inside stuff, yeah. Dave. Thank you yeah. for sharing well, that. Yeah, yeah I, I, don't, I can't say who or how. That's but, okay. But, uh, we yeah. get it. That's, that's good enough. But, but they were prepared for that. Absolutely. You know? Dave, yeah. I have to ask you this. So last night we heard all about how the Cowboys had not won a road playoff game since 1993, Pretty going easy. back eight straight games. So that game, I'm sure you remember, 30 to 20, Cowboys over 49ers. Your defense four takeaways that was that was a big moment that was at the the 92 season and that was in the 93 playoffs correct uh that's yeah that was the nfc championship game when yes. we beat the niners out there yeah steve young yeah uh yeah you know what in watching that game last night i don't know what you guys thought the difference of the whole game i thought their defense played like they would have played the running backs they did give pollard the ball more which i loved you know he seems to be their First and second down back and short yardage and goal line, it seems to be Zeke. You know, they've kind of settled in on that. Mm -hmm. But the thing was, Dak Prescott, did you? Half the time, I thought they were in a two-minute mode. I mean, he was to the line of scrimmage. He knew the play. It was almost like he, I mean, you could just see the laser eyes that he was so focused. He ran the ball seven times, as we all saw, for 25 yards which was different for him. He hadn't run it like that uh, in a couple years. So he was he was all in, and you could just feel the urgency, I thought, with the quarterback, Dak Prescott, and that, to me, was the difference in the whole game. They were a fast team, let's face it, and and Tampa's a slow team, guys. You know, it's you, you looked at a, a young, fast football team and an old, slow football team, and that was the results. Dave, is that it for Tom Brady? He threw a career-high 66 passes yeah. in that game. And he's got <laughs> volume of passes has been crazy this year. But, but uh, you know, does he want to get out of there? Is he is he done with the NFL? He's 45. He'll be 46 next year. Well, that's not Tom Brady. I can tell you that because I go back to two years ago, and I've talked about this, when the Bears beat – the uh, Tampa in Chicago, the Thursday night game. And remember Tom put four fingers up and got lost track of the, uh, the, the uh, downs or whatever happened at the end. Okay. The next week, if you remember, they started running the ball. They moved Gronk. Gronk didn't catch a pass for about five weeks after that game. Why? Because he was in there blocking. And I can tell you this, uh, Tom had a powwow with Bruce Arians 
and Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator, and said, if we don't run the ball and start throwing play action, it's not going to work for me in this offense, dropping back, throwing it. So I'm really surprised that the, the way this offense has unfolded, that uh, they're throwing it that much because that's not, that has never been the New England Patriots style. And it, when they won the Super Bowl, that's not what they did. They completely changed their blueprint, uh, and it, it, it obviously didn't work. So, Dave, they're also having a conversation in Minnesota about their quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Okay, regular season, Kirk Cousins, only three NFL quarterbacks threw for more yards. Only four NFL quarterbacks threw for more touchdowns. But on fourth and eight, you got to throw to the chains. And I don't know what he was doing in checking down. I understand the explanation. Kurt Warner explained it, his state of mind and why it made sense. But you've got to do more than that. Was that enough to raise doubts about his future in Minnesota? Boy, you know what? Look at his whole body of work. I would say no. I mean, I, I didn't think that he was the reason that they lost that game. You can't put it on that one play. I mean, you know, their, their defense obviously gave up too much. Uh, the running game, would they run for 50 yards or something like that? Uh, I, I'm not going to put that game on Kirk Cousins. Now, if you can't, I would just say this, okay, that if you cannot run the ball and play better defense, then maybe Kirk Cousins is not your guy, okay? He's, but, but, hey, the Giants converted over 50% of third downs. They made two for two on fourth down. They rushed for 140 yards held the ball that's not Kirk Cousins guys they held the ball seven more minutes than the, the Vikings did so I'm not putting that at all on Kirk Cousins you know you know who he is and uh that's the uh that's the that's that's what we got so you know no I'm, I'm not going down okay. that road I'm curious Dave um you know it seems just because a couple days has, have passed that that uh that uh, Brandon Staley is going to retain his job. And I wondered, as I watched that comeback and I watched them not run the ball and not do the things you do to kill the clock, I think they they ran five times in the second half. I think they ran from the point where they had a 27-point lead. They ran – they had running plays eight times. Yep. And one of those was a kneel down. Seven yep. running plays after you take a 27-point lead. I just It was, like, insane to me, and I, I really thought he could be in serious trouble. And then you wonder about Tom Telesco because the rumor was that that was a play because of the quarterback that uh, Sean Payton was interested. I, I, I just – I wonder oh, I, what's going to happen. Yeah. I, I know for a fact Sean Payton's interested in that job. He's already have – he's got his staff put together. But, but you know, he, he's talking about – the ownership, he's talking about a combination of ownership and quarterback play. Well, that, you know, used, now maybe he's including if, if he goes to Houston and, they, and he loves the owners that they're going to let him draft who he wants. I, I don't know, but that has the quarterback. But I, the Chargers have never been a big jump out in front and pay the head coach money. So I think it has to do with ownership and the Chargers. Obviously, it's not the quarterback. Herbert's maybe he's top five quarterback in the NFL, but that was terrible. And and he's done, he eliminated him because of what he do a couple he went for two years ago and didn't make it. And he kicked the field goal. They would have been in the playoffs too much analytics. He did get better this year. I know he's a young coach. I might be a little bit hard on him, but I, I would, I think it comes down to, okay, if we get rid of this guy, who are we going to hire and how much are we going to have to spend 
and what are we going to have to do? And I don't think they want to make that commitment. That's my personal opinion. Because they could get they could get Peyton. He's already got a place in California. He'd love to stay out there. I know that. Well, Dave, I look at this playoff field, the teams remaining, and I think if I were owning a team, I would look at the impact a guy like Brian Dable has on the Giants, a guy like Doug Peterson has had on the Jaguars. And I look at the right hire with the right roster can get where you want to go in one year. The Giants being back in the playoffs, that's as much Dable as it is anything. And I think, likewise, what the Jaguars have accomplished this year, even in a bad division, you can't you can't overlook the impact of Doug Peterson, especially in the way they won that game Saturday. Well, you know what? I look at both of them, and I know both of those guys. You know what both of them did? They, they have talented quarterbacks. Let's be real. Daniel Jones does have talent, <clears throat> as does we know Trevor Lawrence. And they got they, they somehow got their quarterbacks comfortable and confident in going out there and playing at a high level. And they made adjustments. I mean, you know, it's the Daniel Jones bootlegs, waggles. I mean, he's running as much as Justin Fields is. Right. And and they but they're doing what they have to do to win games. Uh, you know, to me, that's the real key. Can you can you get your quarterback believing if he does have talent in what you're trying to do on offense? And then obviously Saquon Barkley and the Giants defense has picked it up as 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 Jacksonville. Uh, so you know that's that's a real key. That when you got talented quarterback, you're getting the most out of him and doing what he can do best. And I think both of those guys have done a fantastic job of that. I, I gotta tell you, I look at these games this weekend the divisional round is set and you know the quarterbacks are a big story we know how good the quarterbacks are and there is one of these things that is not like the other one of these things just doesn't belong um Brock Purdy is it's extraordinary and I was saying to David I think that maybe because they're just trying to use him to not ruin anything that it's possible that everybody else, all those all those skill position players, are playing with top effort, top concentration, and focus. Like they understand that that he's the uh, rookie and he was a seventh round pick and he's Mister Irrelevant. Yeah, you know what? A lot of times, and I've been in that situation where your star player was out and everybody else, without you saying it, you don't stand up there and say, "Hey, we're playing with a rookie quarterback to the team." You know, defense, you got to pick it up, and we got to run the ball better. And receivers, we can't drop balls. You know, they're not going to be – you don't say that, but the players just have a feel for that, and they say it. They're smart. They're practicing with them. And I'll tell you what, i I, I got to say this about Purdy, and I watched him when he was at Iowa State. If, if a late-run draft pick like this kid is having success, everybody wants to say it's great coaching. Well, give the kid a little bit of credit. Do, you, do we realize the conditions that that kid played in? It was, it was muddy, it was raining, and it was windy, and he's playing in a playoff game, and they, they, ran, they threw the ball twice as much in the first half as they ran it. So that tells me that Shanahan has a lot of confidence in this kid, more confidence than, than, than maybe what people realize. And uh, I, I think he's just a really good player. Uh, is he going to be a Tom Brady? I don't know. I mean, you know, you, you look back over history. There's been a lot of late draft picks, guys. The Roger Starbucks. Go back to Bart Starr. I'm taking you, be, you know, way yeah, back. Yeah. I mean, all these guys were late draft picks that got in the right system with the right coach, and they really excelled. I think Purdy's one of those guys. 
I am with you, Dave. I love the enthusiasm for Brock Purdy. I love his story. I think it's the best one left. Let me ask you about Brady again, though. I because also think he's the worst quarterback I, left. And no, well, he, I, I'm not dissing him. He's I'm the just worst saying. quarterback. He's the best story. Yes, he can be and one they, of the and same. They might be the best team. I think that's, yeah. that's probably true. Probably true. Well, and you know what helps him? If you're playing the 49ers right now, if you're playing the 49ers and you're the defensive coach, you are putting every you know they're going to create things to give him not easy opportunities, but look at the big plays that those guys make. If he gets the ball in McCaffrey's hands and he gets it in same always they got enough and the big tight end I can't think of his name right now. Kittle. I mean, Kittle, you get the ball in their hands, they're going to make big plays for you. So that's all part of it, though, guys. That is truly all part of it. Dave, I don't want to sound dumb here asking this question, and it sounds somewhat sacrilegious from a football standpoint, but if you are building a team for next year and you want to compete and you look at the teams that don't have settled situations at quarterback, do you want Tom Brady? Do you want a guy that's going to be 46 in August? Don't you need, like, a perfect team around him to be able to ask him to excel under those circumstances? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, he's got to go to an established team uh, that's on the that's a playoff team, maybe or on the verge of the playoffs. You know, now, could you could Tom Brady go to the Miami Dolphins and make some noise? I think he could with Waddle and with uh, uh, the tight end. They got uh, Gusecki and uh, and Tyree Kill. Are you kidding me? I guarantee you Tom Brady can get the ball out of his hand quick enough and make decisions. And, and and help the Dolphins get to the Super Bowl. I think that would be a great fit for them. But it's got to be how many of those teams have that type of talent? You know, they might be as talented skill position as anybody in the NFL. You know, it, it's extraordinary. You look at these teams, and, and I, you know, I don't think the Jaguars are going to beat the Chiefs. But you look at the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Bills. The Bengals and the Bills, man, that's going to be a phenomenal game. You look at those four teams left in the AFC – Three of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And and they've all played well. I mean, they're yeah. they're just not talented, but they're all they're all putting up pretty good numbers. No, that's um, uh, and and you know what's else? It, it's so tough to win in this NFL because there were a lot of games that we thought were going to be lopsided one way or another. And you know these teams compete. Look, yeah. the Baltimore game. My hat is we t- talked about Jim Harbaugh. How about John Harbaugh? How about, I- how about the effort that those guys gave? One I mean, play, that, Dave. One Dave, play. Dave, but who in the You're Harbaugh right. household yes. broke the clock when they were growing up? Because neither one could manage it. No, that was that was terrible. <laughs> that, that, that was bad. That was bad. That was bad at the end. That was bad. Even his dad was saying, call time. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. It, yeah. that, that was, That's funny. Uh, yeah. Jalen Hurts, Dave. It, it, I mean, this guy separated his shoulder against the Bears. Believe yep. it or not, and he's still not back, and there's still a question, and that's a division game, right? So, you know, when it's one of the things we saw, I think, this weekend. You play a team three times, that's hard, man. That's real hard, and I'll tell you what, it tells you how tough Justin Fields is, you know, and I know it was a different shoulder, but, you know, Justin Fields played the week after he had a separated shoulder, and it was a slight one. And we don't know how bad Jalen Hurts is, but he did finish that game. Don't lose sight. He came in and threw passes after he got hurt against the Bears. Uh, I think he'll definitely play for sure, uh, but, but it's tough. The one thing that the Eagles have and the thing that the Giants had, I talked about urgency and speed with the Cowboys over an old Tampa team. When I watched the Giants and the Vikings, I said, there's a physical football team. The Giants, yeah. they are more physical. 
than what the Vikings are. The Vikings are not, in my opinion, a tough team. They're not a tough physical team. And that's with the edge that the Giants had. Well, guess what? The Philadelphia Eagles are a tough team. So this is going to be, uh, this will be a challenge for them. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't see how they beat the Eagles, but, but they could. But they could, obviously, at, at this level, when you get down to these games, it's, it's one play here or there. But I, I just think the Eagles have too much, uh, too many weapons, offense, defense, playmakers, defensive line. I like them. Dave, I want to ask you a coaching question. So when you watch the difference in execution of the quarterback sneak over the weekend, Trevor Lawrence, 6'6", reaches over, breaks the plane. That was huge. Then you see Tyler Huntley for the Ravens. Had he executed his quarterback sneak successfully, we wouldn't be talking about Bengals and Bills. We'd be talking Ravens, Bills, in all likelihood. And I wonder how how accurate was John Harbaugh describing postgame what needs to be done in the quarterback sneak going low? And are there options for a quarterback in different ways to coach that play? Well, you work on, and we used to, because I love the quarterback sneak, upfield, thir- you know, third and one short yardage, fourth and one goal line. And y- you work with the quarterback at finding the soft spot. Tom Brady was a master at it. He would go up there and do it without even being called. If he saw where the tackle was leaning one way or another and there was going to be a little soft spot in the defense, that's where you want to go with it. And for a yard, I, I, I get what John's saying because you don't practice it, guys. And here's the point. You, do, you cannot practice that play live in practice. You can't you, – very too, you, goal line, you practice at half speed, just getting the hats on the right people. But you never go full speed with the quarterback reaching the ball out. So, uh, for a young kid to try to do that, that maybe has never done it before, and he probably saw it happen, you know, a week before, or who knows – he might have saw it happen with Trevor Lawrence. I agree with John. you got to get down underneath that thing and keep your feet moving. Find the soft spot of the defense and, and get it across. Don't take that chance. Yeah, I, I mean, that was one of the most remarkable plays because it, it decided was. the game. And, and I don't know that the right team won, but it did decide the game. Yeah, I agree 100%. And uh, it's, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame for Baltimore and, and Huntley. But I, I think uh, – uh, I think they he's established himself, I'll tell you what, as a good quarterback. I don't think he's a starter front line. I wouldn't think anybody would jump out there and say that. But I do believe that the kid solidified his position as far as, hey, I, I deserve to be on this team or some team, you know, in the National Football League. He gives them leverage if they use a franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. He gives oh. them something to say, well, you know what, we'll move on at least until you figure this out. And if you pout and hold out, we have an option. Oh, that's going to happen. I, I am. I feel very strong that they're going to put the tag on him and they're going to trade him. I mean, and you look at the history of this franchise, guys. You look at their DNA over the years. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of the. They traded a receiver two years ago for draft picks. They truly are more about the draft picks, in my opinion, than they are a lot of times. They want the young draft pick guys if they can get them. And if there is a problem with anybody, they who did they tag? Hollywood couple, Brown. There you go. And and they wasted no time in trading him. That's right. So I think that's what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to be someplace else. They'll get a couple ones for him. And John Harbaugh is secure. The franchise loves him. They believe in him. The players do. And they move on down the road. Particularly, you know, there was a little bit of, and I know players support players. But I read Mike Vick's comment, and you know, and I know, you know, he he 
you know, and then some of the comments in the locker room, there's a problem there. So there, there's an issue in that locker room with Lamar, his injury, his practicing, his playing that I don't think is out there in the public yet. But read between the lines, I think there's something going on. Dave, you're the best. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Dave. Oh, okay, guys. Be safe. Bye-bye. That is Coach Wanstead. He's fit. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 